back to the weekly Trusted Visions podcast. We are missing our beloved Sean Rose. He's not able to make it today, but David, thank you for, for being part of this. Before we get started on this monthly series, a lot of our viewers and audience have been asking, how is the newest member of Trusted Visions um, that the board approved? So I wanted to make sure everybody's seen that Luca is doing well. He is happy and healthy. He is going through puppy training. So he's having his moments. As you can see, he loves being on camera. So I just wanted to tell everybody that he is doing fine. With that being said, we're going to kick off this month's week of monthly podcast. And, and the team talked about it. And I think it's a good segue from last month's podcast, where we really got into the weeds of a transition and what that means. And so we wanted to dig into the in the weeds of the broker dealer when it comes to things like cost of you know, markups on ticket charges, licensing, whatever it may be. And I want to use this disclaimer of saying broker dealer partners out there that we have, this isn't a knock on you. Everybody does it. We're just trying to make sure our audience is aware of what, you know, when you're really doing that in-depth analysis and the advantages of working with a team like ours is when you see that E&O cost and the difference between one broker dealer to the other, and why, why is one higher than the other? Why are ticket charges higher with one versus the other? Um, there's so many different fees that you just think, well, that broker dealer doesn't have the discounted rate that the other broker dealer does. And so we're really going to spend this month digging into the weeds of the broker dealer itself and things to look at and things that I'm sure a lot of our audience isn't even aware of. So David, I'm going to start with you. And if you can talk about some of those things I just mentioned of, of in the weeds of the E&O insurance, the ticket charges, the licensing fees, the, the admin fees, all of that, and the in the weeds side of one broker dealer is higher than the other and, and some market up. Can, can you talk to our audience about that and, and educate them on why? Sure. You bet. When you're... And you said it great, Jeremy, when you're looking at it, it's like everybody wants to, when they're looking for a BD partner, they want the, the lowest cost, but with the highest payout. And it's like, that's great. That makes a, a lot of sense. And a lot of the times when we look at it, there's a big difference between what is published out there as far as their fees and things like that are associated with your business. And sometimes there's not. And that's where we talk all the time about why it's so important to work with a, a firm like Trusted Visions, because we get kind of past the glossy. Again, not you know, not to be negative or anything when it comes to our uh, our broker dealer partners out there. But when you're looking at broker dealers, the margins are thin. You know, so you're looking at situations if you're giving a pretty high payout, uh, they're going to be making up some costs and some fees and things uh, later on. So really, what it comes down to is it's really again we always talk about the consultant approach. We want to take a look at those individual fees, and I'll break a little of those down. It'll probably gloss you over as much as uh, the, the the tech stuff that we're getting into and the end of the weeds. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. But what, what it's going to do is you've got to take a look at these different things because depending on your practice and depending on your business, it could either be a very low impact on your overall move or it can be very high impact uh, when it comes to fees and things that are going along with it. So let's dig into that a little bit. You know, when you're when you're looking at broker dealer fees, you've got to really look at those breakdowns and affiliation fees are probably one of the, the most generic ones out there. A lot of the times there's a laundry list of the fees that go along with it that nobody knows what the details are. It's like there's a subscription fee, there's a, another fee and another fee and another fee. So you definitely want to basically take a look at those breakdowns and find out exactly what you're paying for. 
uh, and break it down monthly versus annually. Because in a lot of cases, not only when you're exiting a broker dealer, you want to know whether you're paying annually or monthly because that may time your move a little bit better, especially when you're looking at affiliation fees and everything that goes along with it and your FINRA fees. FINRA fees are pretty generic. You're, you're going to have those across the board. Continuing ed is a little bit different for each uh, BD on that side, but they're pretty much plain Jane across the world. But affiliation fees are one of those ones you really got to dig down into because everybody looks at affiliation fee as, well, it's just an affiliation fee. There's a lot of bullet points that go inside of that. And then break down training fees. Uh, you'd be amazed how many uh, broker dealers will look at training fees and even though it's online, self-study, things like that, that's either broken into your tech fees or it's broken down in your training fees, whether they're going to come out and train, transition, things like that. So a lot of details when it comes on that side of it. And I know these are pretty vague and they're all over the place, but the, the, these are things that you want to definitely take a look at. And tech fees are another big one. Uh, when you look at a lot of firms nowadays, it takes a lot of technology to keep our systems up and running and to keep all of our broker dealers competitive. Uh, from smaller broker dealers to larger broker dealers, tech fees can be a huge variation between what you've got out there when it comes to, you know, Salesforce, CRMs, technology that they're utilizing, things like that. So you really want to get a very detailed breakdown of what tech you're going to be utilizing, especially when it comes to CRM and what's that cost associated with it. Because some charge on a monthly basis, an annual basis, a subscription basis. Uh, so that, that can be very hefty very quickly, especially when it comes to tech. And also get a kind of a breakdown, get a, get an idea of have they made a lot of changes in the last two, three, four years when it comes to their tech fees and affiliation fees. That's going to give you a little bit of a breakdown of kind of what to expect uh, with your with a longer tenure with your new uh, BD. And then, um, you know, another one that uh, always comes up is that E&O side. Uh, E&O is, you know, you have to have it and everybody breaks it down differently. Some encompass it as part of their monthly subscription fees. Some break it down individually. Some make you pay it on a monthly, quarterly, or annual basis. Again, you've got to you you, you want to make sure how you're going to be paying that, whether it's monthly, quarterly, or annually. But also dig into that a little bit. And a lot of the times, especially when you're making a move, and this is where you know our consultation approach is. We want to take a look at where you're currently at and what your E&O breaks down because a, a, a lot of, you know, we were corporate recruiters for a number of years. A lot of people don't talk about tail insurance and is it important? And the only way you'll know whether tail insurance is going to be beneficial or something that you will need when you make a move is what your E&O policy is today. Uh, you make a move and that the E&O policy that you had only protects acts that when you were with that particular broker dealer, once you move, in some cases, it's not covered. And you want to make sure that it is, especially in situations where there's uh, been acquisitions, uh, the sale of the broker dealer, uh, the E&O policies, once those policies basically are no longer in fruition and they move over to another one, that can put you in a, a quite a bit of jeopardy, especially if they're looking back at some, you know, we hope that it never happens, but if there's a com compliant complaint a year or two after with your new broker dealer, that could cause a, a lot of issues for you. So tail insurance, nobody talks about, but it is one of those things that it's extremely important. So you need to have that as part of your conversation when it comes to making a move. And then Jeremy, you hit on, you hit the nail on the head. You know, you got to look at ticket charges, TAMP charges, anything that goes along with that. 
Um, you know, you're going to have different variations and scales that everybody's going to use. So you really need to dig into that and find out that that's really going to affect your business, depending on what models you use, uh, what you're using on the, the brokerage side and what you're using for TAMPs. So it becomes extremely important to really evaluate the, those fees that go along with it. And the other two big ones that we see a lot nowadays, and they weren't as popular a few years back, especially if you haven't made a move in a while, and that's OBA fees. OBA fees have been coming very strict and also very expensive. Uh, a lot of broker dealers are really pushing you to push all their business directly through them. They still allow OBAs, but you want to make sure that uh, what the fee is associated with, uh, you know, doing the OBAs on that side of it. And really that when you're talking OBAs, that goes directly into your, your fixed business or your insurance business. When you're talking VAs, fixed indexed annuities, uh, and, and fees and your limitations on those products. Not only will it hit you with an OBA fee that goes along with it, but there still may be limitations on what you can get as far as compensation when it comes to those products. They're very complex in, in the beginning, but it's also one of those things is making sure that you not only got the OBA, uh, that you're getting your trails on that business. If you move that over, we talked about that in last month's call, making sure it's like, hey, you can become rep of record but you want if you've got trailing commissions, you want to make sure you're not losing that revenue on the back end. So part of that is you also want to make sure that there's any limitations, because even if you sold that product someplace else and you've got trails coming, doesn't mean that your broker dealer will continue to pay those fees uh, going forward. So, Jeremy, I know that was a lot to digest in five minutes. And when you start digging into the weeds, that's where our business gets a little gets a little crazy. I always like to talk about the warm and fuzzy, but. Uh, sometimes you you got to really evaluate and get into the weeds to find out, okay, is this really truly a low cost broker dealer? Because I'm getting this great high payout. You really need to have a delicate balance between, okay, I'm getting a great payout. Where are they making their revenue on me as an advisor or making their revenue as me as an OSJ when I'm bringing my advisors aboard? And you want to make sure that you're not you know robbing Peter to pay Paul in your own business. And it not, again, not a negative thing for our broker dealer partners, but it's just one of those things you truly have to evaluate. And those are great points. And I would add a couple of things there, David, from the perspective of, you know, when you're doing your due diligence on these broker dealers, look at the licensing fees because some of them may be different. While FINRA charges the same to every broker dealer, some of those broker dealers mark them up. The other thing I would mention is on the ENO insurance, while you want to look at the cost difference, also look at the coverage difference because some broker dealers do the bare minimum of coverage where some go above and beyond. The last thing I would mention on, on those points, David, is with technology, and we found this, especially with large groups, make sure you understand if you're piggybacking on the licensing agreement of the broker dealer, who owns that client data should you ever leave? So for example, Redtail, if you're piggybacking on the license of the broker dealer, more times than not, should you leave, that broker dealer has to give you permission to take that client data because it's under their license. Now there's ways around that, but that's where working with consultants like us really help to, to get in the weeds on that stuff. David, you, may, you brought up a good point of high payout, low cost doesn't always mean low cost. We hear from a lot of our clients, hey, I want the highest payout and the absolute lowest cost. Can you speak for a minute to, you know, I always tell clients low cost comes at a cost to you and your practice. Can you speak to our audience a little bit about that 
mentality of, I want the lowest costs and the highest payout. What that truly means in the 20 plus years you've been doing this to advisors, OSJs, or enterprises? You bet. It's it, We get that question all the time because you, you want to be able to continue to run your practice, but you want to run it you want to run it as streamly as you possibly can and, and keep fees down. But what it really comes down to is uh, working when you're making a move. And if you hadn't made a move in a while, it's all about the negotiation. It all comes down to really digging into your practice and finding out what fees are going to impact you the most. So when you're looking at, okay, we are able to negotiate payout. It's pretty much the same. We're going to help you negotiate that, not only on the advisory side, your regular business, everything that goes along with it. But what it comes down to is once you get your payout set, there's also a big part. Everybody assumes, oh, I've got my payout set. Now I can, you know, now I can affiliate and I can make a commitment and make a move. But no, there's a lot that goes along with it. And that's really breaking down what we just talked through going through those the details of your individual practice and what's going to affect you and your practice because a, a tech fee that doesn't really you know hurt you hurt you in any way it's just a, a standard fee that goes along with it but some tamp charges or ticket charges or advisory uh, uh, fees could be a big deal so negotiating that on the big end it, on the front end is where you're going to get that benefit of now I do have low cost for me and my practice. And then I also have got that competitive payout. So that's the, the that delicate balancing act that we talk about all the time is you've got to be able to know what questions to ask and what to evaluate because you're, uh, you know, I think Sean says it all the time. It's like, if you've got a product or there's something that you need, if you don't negotiate it on the front end, getting approved on the back end is going to be a, a, an uphill process or in some cases kind of impossible. But you've got the leverage in the beginning to really pull that together and get uh, some fees and things that really affect your practice. And you really got to look at that way. You can't just say, hey, I want lower cost across the board on all my fees. That's not going to happen. Yep. But what we want to do is evaluate what impacts your practice and where your business is, because that's going to make the most sense, because we can leverage uh, the negotiation on the ones that are going to be the biggest pain points for you and for the broker dealer. You know, they look at it. Here's my pricing schedule. If you pay it, they're not going to complain when they uh, when they're taking the fees. So, but you can negotiate that up front. Is that kind of what you were looking for yeah. on that, side, Jeremy? Yeah, and and a couple of points to that is it's funny you bring up the OBA fee because several broker dealers implemented that. I always called it the DOL fee because no no broker dealer had that fee until DOL was coming to fruition and everybody was nervous about the margin. So, correct. Our audience call it OBA fee. I'm going to continue to call it DOL fee. In addition to that, David, before I get on to the topic I'm covering is, you know, with those TAMPs or those money managers, make sure you ask those broker dealers because some broker dealers will charge you an admin fee for that specific third-party money manager above and beyond what the third-party money manager charges. So, you know, work with a firm like Trusted Visions to understand that because you may just think if I'm using an SEI or an asset mark or whatever it may be, the cost is going to be the same because I'm going directly with SEI or asset mark. And that's typically not the case. Correct. So with that, I'm going to carry over to the in the weeds. You know, we have a lot of our, our clients that come to us and say, XYZ broker dealer, their published payouts are this, or, you know, their pricing is this when it comes to advisory pricing. Sorry to disappoint our audience. The reality is published doesn't mean that they don't go higher than that on payouts or lower than that on cost. 
I know that's a surprise to everybody, but that's part of the negotiation. And, and we'll get into that more as we go through this series this month. But you know, if, if the highest payout out there is published payout with a broker dealer is 95, I can assure you there's groups, OSJs or enterprises that are at 97, 98, whatever it may be. It's all part of the negotiating that you speak of, David. And now, now that I've covered that side of it and everybody's just in awe that the, you know, the published payouts aren't truly always the published payouts, let's jump into ancillary cost because the costs you covered, David, are really the bare bones required costs that, that every advisor, regardless of size, has to pay. Most, if not all, broker dealers also have ancillary costs, like the OBA fee you spoke of. Um, some broker dealers have a supervision fee of, hey, if you're a small group and you're reporting to the home office, we're going to charge you a fee. Know what those costs are ahead of time. And, and don't just go down your list of e insurance and licensing costs and ticket charges. Make sure you're asking those questions ahead of time. Just like an audit fee, some broker dealers charge an annual compliance audit fee. Some don't. And a lot of times those aren't even in their pricing matrix that they send to you in the recruiting kit because they don't want to jump off the page. Um, when it comes to broker dealers doing succession planning or marketing efforts for you, find out what those costs are. While you may not use them today, you are probably going to use them down the road, whether it's practice management, marketing, outsource, you know, CFO services. Now, granted, broker dealers got to cover their costs for those type of things, but if they're marking it up substantially where you can go out to the street and you know get it cheaper through an FMG or whomever, you've got to question, is this a profit center for the broker dealer? And so you know, when it comes to the negotiations, to your point, David, those type of fees are really soft dollar fees to the broker dealer. And when I always say, and I don't want to spill the beans for, for next week's podcast about you know negotiating, but you know, it's always easier for a broker dealer to absorb soft dollars versus the hard, hard dollars of upfront money when it comes to a lot of these costs. My point is, is when you're talking to these broker dealers, really try and understand not just the high-level fees that are mandatory that David covered. I mean, you want to cover those and find out if they've been marked up and whether they're annual or monthly and, and all that. But are there those off-the-wall fees of direct-to-fund fees or supervision fees or audit fees? And some of these broker-dealers that are charging these direct-to-fund fees, I find it astonishing that our clients don't know this. These broker-dealers are going out and really pushing them to pull it into a brokerage account. Well, you and I both know the reason they're trying to pull it into a brokerage account, which they're not telling you, is, hey, if you ever leave them, they're now going to charge you an account termination fee on that brokerage account that they can't charge on that direct-to-fund account. And so working with consultants, I always say this, if we go buy a house, and I think you've said it, David, if you go buy a house, you're going to hire a realtor. If you go buy a car, you're going to work with a car dealership. It's the same in this business of working with a consultant that can really dive into that, those details and make sure that you have a clear picture and clear understanding going into the future. Because as we talked last month, a transition is never easy. And I'm pretty confident our audience doesn't want to continually do it. So with that being said, David, anything to add there? 
I think you covered it great on that side of it. And what we always say is when we're always in the honeymoon period, when we're looking for a new partner, getting a new advisor connected with a new broker dealer. And it's the same way you've got to approach business in a lot of cases. And I, I've always tell everybody, it's like, you, you want to look at this as kind of putting together a prenup. You want to make sure it's like, hey, everything's warm and fuzzy and everything's great. And we all love each other today because we're going through the new business process and you're, everybody's showing you the love. But again, you hit the nail on the head is, okay, what if the love's not there anymore and you want to make a move? What is it going to look like on the back end? So getting yourself prepped for both sides of that, making sure that you've got an agreement in place. And you mentioned it, you know, when you're looking at uh, what it's going to, what it's going to cost to leave, what it's going to cost to, um, you know, when you're looking at brokerage fees and termination fees and things like that, that go along with it. Your CRM, is that going to be your client data? Can you take it with you? Those are the things you want to take a look at. And even if you come in under a, an OSJ or a different umbrella, you know, what options do you have if you wanted to migrate your business, uh, you know, to, you know, you want to start doing RIA only or other things like that. It's like, it's going to protect you going forward to make sure that you've got those answers to those questions in case things do go sideways and you decide this isn't for me and I want to make another move. It, it won't be detrimental on the back end. And that's where, you know, working with a firm like Trusted Visions you know, we're all about getting you excited about the opportunity, but we always—I say it time and time again—we're going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then help you really plan not only the beginning of that relationship, but also make it so if you ever do have to make another move, it's not detrimental on the back end. Exactly. Audience, please let us know on our LinkedIn page, Facebook, or YouTube page. Comment. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions. David reminded me last week, I failed to mention, please go to YouTube and, and follow the Trusted Visions Placement and Consulting page. That way you don't always have to log into to, uh, LinkedIn to see the podcast. We are on there. If you follow us, you'll automatically be updated each week when there's a new podcast. Should you have any questions or want to talk to the team about some of the things we've talked about or you're exploring your broker dealer options and just want to have a high level conversation, don't hesitate to email us at info at trustedvisions.com or again, message us on one of our pages. David, always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. No, you can't have Luca. I know you're a Cavalier, King Charles Cavalier Spaniel guy too, um, but you're not getting them. So audience, we look forward to digging into this more this month of what we're going to call the broker dealer in the weeds, just like we call transition in the weeds. Thank you, David. Look forward to seeing you next week.